Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, friends. If you are a regular listener to the podcast, you've probably heard this already. But over the weekend, someone asked me if I could release the referendum explainer that I did with Sinead O'Carroll, the editor of the journal.ie, as a standalone episode so that they could send it to friends. And I thought that that was a great idea. So that's what this is. I'm just repackaging that conversation as a, its own standalone unit. Um, this is not about trying to convince you to vote one way or the other. It's about trying to give you the various discussions that are happening around these referendums um, and to make you feel more informed so that you feel more empowered to make your own decision. And this is not, this is neutral. This is not about convincing you to do one thing or the other. And Sinead O'Carroll is an absolute gem. And I think she did a really good job of getting down to the brass tacks of this. So there you go. Here it is on its own uh, for you to share with people if you'd like um, or to listen to for the first time if maybe you missed it the first time around. I think that one of the main reasons I, having the news in my output is so important is that I think you can get disconnected from the news and you can start to feel like you don't understand it or it's not for you or you're not smart enough for it. Um, and the reality is we are all smart enough for the news. It's just that sometimes it's communicated in a way that's hard to get to grips with. And uh, one of the reasons that I want people to be informed and you know clued into the news at least a little bit is so that when it comes to voting time, you can vote with your own opinion that you've come to on your own based on information. So a referendum is coming, two referendums are coming, and I thought it would be good to get to the bottom of these referendums because I've gotten some messages from you guys saying that you're a little bit confused about what actually we're being asked and what is the no side, what is the yes side, why are the conversations that are happening taking place. So I decided that I would get in contact with a former colleague of mine, an all-round very, very, very clever and articulate woman, Sinead O'Carroll, who is the editor of the journal.ie, to talk through the referendums, establish clearly what it is that we're being asked, and then give you some information that you can take away and, and assess yourself whichever way you want to vote. But before we do that, I think it's worthwhile me reading the actual wording of the referendums that are, were being asked to vote on. So basically, it's obviously about the wording of the Constitution, and it is changes 
to certain articles or the um, deletion of certain articles. So the first one is on the definition of the family. Currently, Article 4111, I hope I'm reading that correctly. I actually don't know if that's how you read those numbers. But anyway, it currently reads, the state recognizes the family as the natural, primary and fundamental unit group of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights, imprescriptible is a word I've never heard before, antecedent and superior to all positive law. So the proposal is that that will be changed to the state recognizes the family, whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships, that's the new bit, as the primary, as a natural primary and fundamental unit group of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights, antecedent and superior to all positive law. So it's just the addition of whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships. And then the second article that they're proposing be changed is Article 4131, in which it says the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage on which the family is founded and to protect it against attack. So they're suggesting that just the phrase on which the family is founded be deleted. So it will be changed to the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage and to protect it against attack. So that's the kind of referendum about the, the definition of the family. The second one is what most people are calling uh, women in the home. Um, and currently, here's the situation. At the moment, there are two articles which they are suggesting be deleted and replaced with something else. So these are the articles as they currently stand. Article 41.2.1 reads, currently... In particular, the state recognises that by her life within the home, woman gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. Then the other article is Article 41.2.2, and that says the state shall therefore endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. That's how it is now. And what they are suggesting they replace it with is this. The state recognises that the provision of care by members of a family to one another by reason of the bonds that exist among them gives to society a support without which the common good cannot be achieved and shall strive to support such provision. So that's what's being put forward. You can read this. It's all put out really, really clearly online if you go and check it out on the Electoral Commission website. So electoralcommission.ie is the place. It's actually so clear the way that they've laid it out. You can read it over and over and over again so you can make your own decision on what you want to do. But now you're going to hear a conversation between myself, as I said, and Sinead O'Carroll, who's the editor of the journal.ie, about the conversation around this, about some of the arguments being put forward, why there are certain sensitivities, and hopefully that will lend itself to you making your own decision, uh, whatever it is that you decide. Sinead, thank you so much for giving me your time and giving us uh, your time, because I think that there is a lot of confusion around these referendums, uh, despite the fact that maybe initially things seeming very straightforward, different perspectives are coming out and some people are very confused. So I thought I would speak to you who as an editor is obviously completely impartial and is able to give us the information, the facts around this referendum, what we're being asked and um, kind of where the confusion is coming from. Um, so I suppose let's start with what, what questions are we being asked? 
Yeah, so we have the 39th and 40th uh, amendments to the Constitution. So that's what will actually be on the, the ballot paper when we're asked whether we want to change these two things in the Constitution. The first is something that people will have heard about for years and years and years, the role of the women in the home in Ireland. So whether we, the part of the Constitution, um, Article 41, that says that, do you want to remove um, the reference to uh, a, a woman's role in the home? And change it to gender neutral language, which will still acknowledge the role of care within a domestic uh, setting, um, or do you want to leave it as it is? So they're, they're the options, change mm -hmm. it to gender neutral language around care in the uh, in a domestic setting, or leave it as it is, as the, the women's role in the home. Mm -hmm. And then the second one then, which is, so it's a, a different amendment, but feels related because it's about how we define the family. So mm -hmm. at the moment, the family is defined based on the uh, role of marriage in society um, and that has been a bone of contention for obviously a lot of families who aren't based on marriage yeah. in the country and so the uh, government wants to change the wording of the constitution so that instead of it being founded on marriage which currently is what um, article 41 says that it would be based on a durable relationship so instead of being based on the institution of marriage that's based on a durable relationship we'll probably get into that in a bit because that has been one of the biggest talking points mm. of the two referendums it seems to me that the the kind of discussion around these referendums is mainly fixed on wording is that a fair assessment it's not it, for the most part it doesn't even seem like people have an issue with the general idea of changes but it's more that they're not happy with the actual wording yeah, like if you had told people five, ten years ago, we're going to remove the women in the home and it, it kind of became known as the women's place in the home, even though it doesn't say women's place, yeah. it's, you know, women's role in the home, um, that, you know, we would it would just pass very easily you would feel like there would be no conversation about it. Mm. But then we had a citizens assembly about it. We had an Oireachtas committee. And they started talking about what it actually could be. And mm. so um, the Constitution is obviously kind of a place where we leave, like we put all of our values, all of our wishes. This is the society we want. This is how we want Ireland to be. These are the rights we want people who live in Ireland to have. Mm. So when you start thinking about it like that, people are like, OK, well, right, we don't want it to be gendered. We don't want um, to put women in a box or put women in the home and not let them out of that. We, But we also, if women want to choose to be in the home or people who may, might not have necessarily been their first choice by necessity, they have to be uh, doing domestic work at home or caring work. We also don't want to dismiss that or put it as secondary to work outside of the home or, yeah. or work in the private or public workplace. So um, the, the Oireachtas Committee and the, the Citizen Assembly before that both recommended that care should be acknowledged somewhere in the constitution. And this could be a way of doing it instead of just repealing the, the, the article altogether. So a lot of people who would be on the no side on the care, um, the women in the home slash care um, amendment would say the, the wording doesn't go far enough. Mm. Fine, it recognizes care, it acknowledges that it exists within the home and that it is important. But the wording is that the government will strive to do, the government of the day will strive to do, the state will strive to do what it can to support it. Mm. Um, the current constitution wording is that there would be no economic necessity for women to have to work outside the home. We know that's absolute rubbish. There's an economic necessity yeah. for most households to have um, one or two working adults in them. So, you know, there is no, we have no right because of the constitution as it stands. Mm. Um, but the the worry is that hasn't gone far enough. People on the yes side would say, 
well, at least it's something. If we say no to this, then we're never getting a chance to get it in again. So mm. that would be kind of why the no side on that is about wording and the yes side are saying, well, like it, it's better than what we currently have. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, so on the other amendment about durable relationships, this is where the, the wording the and the the semantics have really come into play and why your readers and listeners will probably have heard a lot about throuples and uh, mm. polygamy and polyamorous relationships over the last uh, few weeks. Um, so people have taken issue with the idea that a relationship could be decided on what's durable or not because it's not a very scientific term mm. so very little that goes into the constitution is scientific but you either legislate for it like we did for repeal going mm. into the repeal referendum we knew exactly what the law would look like on our legislature after mm. um the the refer referendum passed this is different there's no legislation planned to mm. define what durable means mm. so people have questioned whether it's a good idea to put something in the constitution that hasn't been very well worked out because then the courts might have to decide what is durable or not um so then we might get into a point that we're legislating on different uh, that the we're asking the court and maybe or even up to the Supreme Court to decide what's durable and what's not. Mm. Um, the government and people who are on the yes side of the, this um, are saying that a lot of it will just be common sense when how we run the country. Mm. So, you know, if um, for things like, um, you know, the widower's pension that we saw mm. recently, that was decided in court. Um, but some of these things just might be just decided more practically outside of court. Mm. Um the durable relationships, the extreme part of that then is people arguing that, you know, polygamy might be allowed. Mm. While we can't say a lot of things are misinformation because sometimes a court will be able to decide on these things, we have seen the court rule against arguments that polygamous relationships should be recognised mm. in terms of there was one in 2020 where um, an Afghan man tried to seek reunification, a reunification visa, which has been part of the argument on the no side that reunification and immigration um, might become an issue. Mm. The government were warned about in a memo that it might add a layer of decision making for the government because people might seek to have family over based on durable relationships rather than just marriage. Um, the government argues that they can legislate for that. Mm. And the, the court in 2020 said polygamy isn't recognized here so therefore you can't reunify with a third wife which mm. is what this man wanted to do um so we do have some precedent from the courts that that wouldn't happen we obviously know that polygamy is not legal here yeah and i think people have argued then that throuples so like more polyam polyamorous relationships rather than polygamy um might pose questions um so th this is where we're really getting into this mounting some why people have heard about throuples so much and not through just yeah. on celeb pages <laughs> yeah. but i suppose the difficulty is that you know you can't there are so many different forms that a family can take how could you not be slightly vague about it because it, it is a case-by-case -case thing Exactly. Like even if you like just look at your group of friends and like try and decide exactly what kind of relationship constitutes what's important enough, you can like a great example of this is, you know, that uh, phrase that people use for weddings, no ring, no bring. Yeah. Like you don't get a plus one unless you're married to them. And mm -hmm. like 
God, if your listeners have done that, imagine how many like friendship breakups you've had if you don't like invite a plus one because just because they're not married or just because they're not engaged, you mm. know, that's it's not a it's not a modern take. It's not a modern outlook. No, on, absolutely. On life in Ireland, because then you th- you consider like I mean the family that I grew up in where it was my aunt and uncle who were raising me, or you know people who siblings who take in their younger brothers or sisters are they not families? Like it's that's the question that we're being asked. Um, so yeah, okay, I think we're clear on the kind of question mark over that one. The other one is the one that I'm struggling with personally a little bit more, the idea of care, because it seemed to seems to have sparked a conversation, which is essentially um, there is a community of people who who care at a, I guess, an extreme level to a certain extent, not just necessarily parenting your children or doing, you know, domestic tasks at home, but people who are full time carers who who for whom caring is, you know, a big part of their life be- because maybe they have a a relative who requires more care than the average person. And they seem to be upset by this wording. Um, And it's hard to kind of picture a situation where I would be going against someone who is not happy with this wording. What is the the major contention there? Yeah, I think, and I think this is why a lot of people are way more on the fence on this uh, question than they thought they would have been a few years ago. Particularly women. and so when you hear people like Catherine Connolly, um, the Galway TD, who I think a lot of people would um, respect massively for her political career and her um, absolute conviction in, in in how she has gone, gone about her business, she is not happy with the wording. People like Tom Clonan, who's a senator, who um, is a carer for his um, adult child, um, his adult son. So, yeah, I think there is, because of that wording, that the 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 state will strive to provide support it just feels like it will just languish in the constitution and never really see the light of day in any real sense Mm. that there won't be you know there's no promised legislation afterwards there's certainly no promised money or change in circumstance for anybody Mm. so I think the this is a community of people who already I think feel consistently let down by the structures that are in place to to assist them in their lives Exactly. Every like people would say who care um, kind of full time in their lives mm. that it's two jobs. It's the caring, but it's also the administration of the caring and it's the fight. It's the constant battle to get services, to reinstate services, to try and get help in terms of like home hours or just yeah. a break or a respite. Yeah, well, um, I know in my family, um, we have recently been uh, just applied for assistance at home. and We got a letter about a waiting list and then we got a subsequent letter to tell us that the waiting list had actually extended um, and we were invited to an information session to be explained to about how the waiting list had been extended. So rather than things improving or us making our way up a list, we're actually further down. So, you know, I have nothing but respect for, for people in this situation and we're only starting in that area of our our family's life so I'm sure for people who've been at it for years it must be you know really disheartening and I can imagine it would really grind you down I suppose the struggle for some campaigners like I know the National Women's Council are absolutely for a yes vote on this um, and lots of other women's groups the struggle is that now this idea of a woman's place being in the home is connected to a conversation about a carer's place you know a different type of carer's place within the constitution and it must be difficult for them to feel like we're finally getting a referendum on this we don't want women's you know mention in the constitution to be around working within the home we we know that women's lives can be you know much more multifaceted than that or sometimes they are focused in the home and that's fine but that everyone needs to be represented um but it's it's become more complex 
Yeah, and so the recommendation, so part of the the reason that people on the no side on the care, some of the people on the no side on the care is because it doesn't go as far as what the Citizens Assembly recommended and doesn't go as far as what the Oireachtas Committee um, recommended. What they would have recommended, I think, would have seen kind of a, a, a clearer pathway to actual real life supports. Mm. Um, the Constitution doesn't necessarily always give us that mm. but that, that this was a pathway that they thought possible and and so they feel let down that it, it's not quite the the pathway mm. that they expected to see clear in front of them um so i can totally understand from their point of view that there's no point in just getting a halfway house you might as well just keep fighting for the whole thing but because the two conversations got conflated you're right instead of we saw this that, that people saw this as an opportunity to not just dismiss the role in the home. Mm. So I think maybe when you're when we were struggling as women to get to a place where we could work and get opportunities, um, re- regardless of our gender. Now we've got to a place where we actually also want to see that the work we're doing, and I think COVID had a big part to play in this as yeah. well. When like people were actually at home. Um, and that caring role, even in what we were saying, like kind of the more ordinary domestic care roles, women were still doing, I think, was it 90 percent of the of the care during COVID. So mm. I think that kind of radicalized some people a little bit mm. thinking, OK, well, yes, we are seeing our place outside of the home is seen, but also our place in the home is still in the main. Obviously, there are massive exceptions, but in the main still falling uh, on women. So mm. I think probably women were more radicalized by that ex- mm. existence for the two years. Yeah. Um, so it became very important to have that care element recognized. Um, but as you say, it does conflate two conversations and that's why it becomes very difficult. Yeah. I think um, when you see the support for um for removing the women in the home clause, I think it's very, very strong. But what's being replaced is the is the question it mark waters down mm. the the support absolutely. Mm. Um, and then that's not even getting to the point of when governments put forward referendums. A lot of people just want to say no to the government because we've had them for four years. You know, they they might have annoyed you for some other reason, mm. be it housing, immigration, whatever, like the the topic of, of the day for you is mm. you might feel like going in and just saying no on the ballot paper. So the government and the yes campaigns also have to deal with that. So yeah. this idea of water downwarding, um, very uh, interesting arguments from the, from a no side that is quite disparate. Mm. Um but I think powerful yeah, because in there some are, ways. You're right, because there are people who you would never expect to be on the same side of an argument, kind of on the same <laughs> side of, of each argument in this one, which I think is why it's so confusing. A lot of the time you can just go, well, if they're saying no, then I definitely exactly. want to be yes or vice versa. But it is a little bit more complicated now. I have seen um, people who do have issues with the wording saying that they're still going to vote yes because they feel like there might not be another opportunity to vote on these matters anytime soon. How likely or unlikely is it that we would just get to do it again i think it would be extremely unlikely um it it takes it takes a long time to get to a point of a referendum like Mm. you know obviously the abortion referendum was a a very extreme version of that but Mm. um you know at the start of each government term they will kind of put forward a a bunch of referendums that they say they're going to hold you know Mm. we'll only see a a hand not even a handful you'll see one or two in the lifetime of of a government maybe three or four 
um the idea of returning to something yeah. um would be extremely rare like in in any kind of quick time frame yeah. um you know we had divorced twice but it was a good few years in between both and yeah. obviously you know life changed so dramatically between mm. between the 80s and the 90s so we had that twice mm. obviously we have had a couple of european ones but that was by necessity rather mm. than anything else the idea of doing kind of one by choice again um i think would be would be rare um so yeah it's 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 kind of an interesting one to comment yeah because like what you're saying like labor were reluctant yes they eventually said yes Sinn Féin are the same and still haven't really come out saying yeah we're definitely Mm. like full-on yeses uh people before profit are reluctant yes Breed Smith was saying she's a reluctant yes on it so a lot of it is for all the reasons we've been talking about that Mm. it's it's more complex and people really want to see that like support um for for carers in there i think the other one is interesting because i think the arguments around immigration for the 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 family uh, definition i think they had started to gain traction michael mcdool had written a a piece Mm. for the irish times i think people started to think oh this could have implications for tax or immigration or lots of these other laws but that seems to have kind of slow down a little bit and and the people who like you know single parent families who are coming out and talking and and uh you know families like that widower who didn't get the widower's pension yeah. while that doesn't make a material difference to this referendum or or the laws of the land i think people have started to recognize actually we do need to have a more modern take of what a family is so mm. i think that has started to overtake public sentiment a little bit rather than the concerns around family reunification in in immigration or polygamy (laughs) yeah yeah I mean look it's tricky I guess everyone has to uh, what I would recommend is go read the wording you know really consider it read both sides of the arguments and then make your own decision I mean that's all we can ever do in these situations but I hope that this information helps you because I think it is important to know you know because the idea of it would certainly influence my decision when you consider the fact that you probably won't get a chance to do this again Um, and I think that is something that people need to consider and just my last word on it as well. Um, Stevie McDermott, one of our um, reporters here in the journal, wrote actually a piece this week mm. um, just looking at the misinformation that has been around. And there's not been a huge amount of misinformation because when you're looking at a referendum like this and it changed the constitution, a lot of it is based on legal opinion or um, you know expert opinion that might that might differ. So mm. what some people might be saying, other people might be calling misinformation, but it's kind of just like caveated opinions. So it's worth reading because he kind of runs through what what's just legal opinion and then what is actually being put out maybe as misinformation or he has added a lot of context like that detail of the Supreme Court mm. uh, and the polygamous uh, relationship or the Court of Appeal and the polygamous relationship. And so there's a lot of good detail in that that will help people kind of figure out okay, who t- who would be good to listen to? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some really good nuanced arguments on both sides. So yeah, there's definitely, like I said, like Catherine Connolly, Tom Clonan on the, on the no side um, and people like, you know, the National Council, uh, National Women's Council of Labour on, on the yes side. So people can definitely seek out those opinions of people that they trust. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much. I've read that article, by the way, that Sinead referred to that I would highly recommend. I'll put a link to it in the show notes so that you guys can find it more easily. Sinead O'Carroll, editor of the journal.ie. Thank you so much.
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.